Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can have a seat and just be in the victory. Be in the victory. Praise the Lord. I'm going to use this as a pulpit right here. So we're going to make sure I don't play any bad notes with my Bible. All right. Are you happy today? All right. That's good. We're going to talk this morning about resurrection. We're going to talk about Easter again. We're still in this season, and we're still celebrating in our hearts what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. And resurrection really is, as Pastor Bonnie said last week, it is a year-long experience, daily experience, you know, new life and resurrection. And like Pastor Bonnie, I have a joke. All right? You ready for the joke? Say yes, please. Okay. I'm going to make an attempt at this. No matter what happens, please laugh, okay? Just kidding. All right, here we go. I'm going to move over here. During an impassioned sermon about death and final judgment, the pastor in the church said forcefully, man, this guy was a fire and brimstone preacher. He said, each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Glancing at the front pew, he noticed a man with a big smile on his face. The minister repeated this point again. Each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. The man nodded and smiled even more. This really got the preacher wound up. He pounded the pulpit. He pounded it again emphatically when he said to the ultimate, he came to it and said, each member of this church is going to die and face judgment. Though everyone else in the congregation was looking somber like they were heading to death, the man in the front continued to smile. Finally, the preacher stepped off the platform. He stood in front of the man, right in front of him, and said, I said, each member of this church is going to die. The man grinned from ear to ear. After the service was over, the preacher made a beeline right to the man. He said, I don't get it. Whenever I said, each member of this church is going to die, your smile got bigger. Why? The man just smiled and said, I'm not a member of your church. So I'm not going to preach about death today. We're not here to talk about death and judgment. Today we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about life. And I want to say that over the last few years, there has been a stirring and a troubling of hearts. There's a troubling of hearts, troubling of spirit. Whether it be doubt or unbelief or difficulties or trials, I mean, what, we had a, what, a pandemic, we had uh, wars, we had Afghanistan, we had a war in Ukraine, we have uh, supply issues, we have, you know, 
containers not making the United States. I mean, you could, you could go on and on and on, and you could agree, disagree with any politics or any kind of issues or, or whatever. But there is a stirring from the enemy that wants to bring discouragement, that wants to trouble, that wants to bring doubt and unbelief in our hearts today. And I want to tell you that it is because of the resurrection, Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, we have a living hope, a living reality. In spite of everything that we see, that we hear, that we experience, whether it's in your own life or in this world. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. You'll have difficulties, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So today, I want to hover around the story, a couple of spots in Luke's account of the resurrection in Luke 24. And one of the things that has been interesting for me in the last couple of months as I've been reading through the Bible is that I've had the Lord speak to me about the questions in Scripture. The questions. Not just the statements. Okay? Not just the times where you see the statements and you have things, but actually the times that there are questions that actually challenge the person to whom the questions are addressed to. Now, the Bible is full of questions. The Bible is full of questions for our own heart and for our own life and for each of those, even the heroes of the faith, those that messed up, those that did stuff wrong, those that things happened to them, and there was a challenging in the question. And around this story of Luke 24, in this account, there are questions. There are questions that speak to us today. There's, a power, there's the power in the question. When God asks you a question, you had better pay attention. You know, there's an importance of a question that challenges you, that makes you think, that makes you uh, get a renewing of your mind. And I think of some of the questions. You think about, like, even some of our standard who, what, when, where questions, right, or how, or any of that. All throughout the Bible, you know, when Adam and Eve sinned, the Lord walked through the garden. He said, where are you, Adam? All right? Lots of other questions similar to that. The Philippian jailer, when Paul and Silas were praising the Lord and their chains were on them and they, they praised the Lord and there was a great earthquake and the angel opened the door, the jailer wanted to kill himself because he knew he was in trouble, but he asked a question, and that's a profound question that says, what must I do to be saved? These questions are powerful. I think about the uh, epistle in Galatians when Paul writes, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has deceived you? So these are powerful. And the first question we're going to look at out of Luke 24 is a why question. Everybody say why. And why is very powerful because it has to do with the intent or the reason behind something. The intent or the reason behind. So when we are asking a why question, we want to know the reason. We want to know the purpose behind it. Now, I have a child in my house who shall remain nameless. That, and, you know, even when our children mess up or they do something wrong, you want to say, you know, why? Why do you want, why'd you do that? That was stupid. Why do you do that? Why do you want to do that? 
But I have a child in my house that used to try to play games with me, and he would say, why? Every time I'd say something, he'd say, why? And then he would, because he would, dad sometimes can be a little bit gullible, right? So he'll just keep saying why, and I'll just keep giving an answer. And he just thought, oh, if I just keep saying why, he'll just keep giving answers, and we'll just go into a, a black hole and never get out of it, right? Some kind of wormhole that we can't ever get out. So I would say to this child, it's time to go to bed. It's time to brush your teeth, get your pajamas on, and go to bed. Why? Well, you've you got to brush your teeth. Why do I have to brush my teeth? Well, you have to brush your teeth because if you don't brush your teeth, your teeth are going to be nasty. Why? Because if they're nasty, it costs mom and I a bunch of money to get your teeth fixed. Right? And so you think about why, 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 why. When I get to the point where, you know, why do I have to go to bed? Why do I have to get my PJs on? Why do I do this? All this? And I just thought, you know, at one point I thought I'd just say, well, you know what? If you don't do it, your eyes are going to pop out of your face. You're going to grow scales like a fish. Limbs are going to fall out of your hair. A dinosaur, a dinosaur is going to eat you. You're going to get attacked by a monster. Something, so stop it. Right? That, why? They want to know. He, he wants to know the purpose behind something. Purpose and intent. So in Luke 24, this is when the women came very early in the morning, starting at verse 1. They came to the tomb. They brought spices which they had prepared, but they found the stone that was rolled away from the tomb. And they went in, and they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments, Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why? Now, this is the first question. And a question like this is powerful. A question like this is a life-changing, life-transforming question. So pay attention to the questions that are there. These two men said, why do you seek the living among the dead? Can we say that together? Why do you seek the living? The living among the dead. You know, perplexing as it sounds, because naturally these women were trying to come, they were, the expectation was death. The expectation was to find a dead body. They followed Jesus since Galilee. So this was all through uh, the time in Jerusalem, his crucifixion, his time to be judged and brought before the people, and they shouted, crucify him. And then he was taken to the crucifixion, and all the events of that they witnessed, and then they brought him into the tomb, laid him in the tomb, and there was a body there. They were expecting that body, that thing in the natural. And in a sense, They were hoping to find the dead among the dead, but they didn't realize who they were seeking after. They didn't understand who they were seeking after. And the why thing was, why are you seeking someone who is alive among the dead in that room? So they are witnessing this account and seeing Jesus is life. And It's a a lesson for us that Jesus doesn't merely give life. Jesus is life. Jesus doesn't merely give life. Jesus is life. Say that with me. Jesus is life. Life began for Jesus in the human flesh, but he was life before that. Before his incarnation, he was life. 
And he came to the earth in human form and came as life. And you witness all the miracles he did and what he said when he raised Lazarus from the dead, when he healed the sick, when he cast out demons by just saying, you know, demon, come out. Demon, come out, come out of that man. Come out, come out of this. Because they were in the presence of life. And when he died, it says that, that when he died, life came even through death. It came even through death. Life was there. And then when he, was, when he rose from the dead, he was fully life. And the Gospel of John, it talks all about how Jesus is life. In John 1, it says, in him was life, and the life was light to all men. John 14, 6, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John 10, 10 says, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So the truly transforming thing is that Jesus not only died, he not only was buried, he rose up the grave, but, but that through it all and even now into this moment, he is life. Into this moment, he is the resurrection. In 2022, he is the resurrection. So when you, when you come to him, you're not coming to something that is dead. When you fix your eyes on him, you're fixing your eyes on someone who is alive. Notice that every time when you really, truly worship, as it says, those that worship me must worship in spirit. That's the spirit of the Lord. And the truth of the word of God, both things have life within them. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So when you come to Jesus, you come to fullness of life, the new birth. As Pastor Bonnie said last week, the reality is you must be born again. So our question is, who do you seek after? And why are you seeking after temporal things in a graveyard? Why are you seeking after temporal things in a graveyard? Jesus' body was there, but when he rose and was resurrected, something supernatural happened. The fullness of who Jesus is resurrected, came alive through him. And then all of the natural, now think about this, and you think about his ministry and how he ministered to his disciples after his resurrection, walking through walls, eating fish sandwiches and all that kind of stuff, all the stuff that Jesus did that astounded these men. He was there, his flesh. He said, Hold, you know, touch my hands, touch my feet, see the place where they pierced me. And yet even through the midst of that, he was there. And when he rose, the grasp, the grappling of natural laws and limitations of the world systems, of the things that held Jesus back through death was done away with. Done away with. And the fullness of the kingdom of God was there. So it gives us hope eternal. It gives us hope in this moment now. Uh, that he, he overcame principalities and powers. He overcame natural limitations, uh, systems, sin, all the effects of sin. All of that was done away with. All of that was done away with with the work of Jesus. So I want to encourage you today to adjust any thinking in your mind, in your mindset 
that would have natural limitations, that would be uh, in your thinking of the world systems to seek after the dead, to seek after dead things, dead works, religious works, things of, of man, things of the flesh, works of the flesh. You may just want to just right now just shake off the flesh. Come on, just shake off the flesh. Shake off the flesh. Shake off the carnal man. Set your mind right now on things above. He has seated you in heavenly places. He has seated you on high. Christian, you are seated in heavenly places. Get your mind off of the realities of this world and live constantly in a heavenly reality, in a resurrection mindset. Say, I am getting, I am receiving a resurrection mindset. Come on, that is, there are no limits in a resurrection mindset. There are no, there are no doubts or unbelief or fear or anxiety in a resurrection mindset. There is no grappling with uh, these curses and that curses and this generational thing and this stronghold. Oh, I'm just going to live with that stronghold. Oh, I'm just going to live with that principality. Oh, we're just going to have fear. We're just going to have limitations. Oh, I know that there's no toilet paper in Walmart. So you know what? We're just going to live under that reality. No, you live in a resurrection mentality. You live under an open heaven of glory in your life. So I wanted you to adjust your thinking. Oh, this election didn't happen as it was supposed to. This thing wasn't supposed to come across that way. No, my friends, you live in eternal resurrection authority and mentality in your life. You've been washed by the blood of the Lamb. Your thinking has been washed in the blood. So rise up. Rise up to a higher level. Rise up to whom we are seeking. That is Jesus. You know, there's condemnation in our world's thinking. You see it in the cancel culture. The desire is to condemn, to make uh, uh, powerless voices in our society. But, you know, I am believing, and I'm going to declare this right now, even in the atmosphere, in this glory right now, we're going to declare that there is therefore now no condemnation in Jesus. So those who are under the blood of Jesus, those who have a resurrection, glory within them will have a voice. Will have a voice to prophesy, to declare the word of the Lord. Can you just receive that right? I just believe that. The word of the Lord, I don't care if it's Twitter, Facebook, I don't care what's limiting you. It doesn't matter to me or anything else. So you're getting canceled out. Listen, the word of the Lord is within you. Don't worry about canceling. There is no condemnation. So repentance, repentance has to do with changing the way that we think. It's changing our why. It's changing our mindset. Hebrews 6.1 talks about uh, not laying again those uh, elementary foundations, but going on in our spirituality, to going on in our faith. And the first thing is to repent, to repent, to change the way we think. And it is repentance in that scripture in Hebrews 6.1, repentance from dead works and faith. Now listen, faith toward God. Isn't that awesome? Hebrews 6.1, repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Should just free you up there a little bit. I don't know about you, but I just got a little bit free. 
I'm going toward him. I am pursuing him. I'm like the woman with the issue of blood, just holding on to the garment of Jesus, holding on to his power, his virtue, his life by faith, laying a hold. So have faith today. Have faith in God. Have faith to go away from the dead works. Works of dead works are are works where our eyes are not on Jesus. Now, if you're doing works with your eyes not on Jesus, that's a dead work. Work of the kingdom, the work of God is works that are alive. Works that are powerful. So let go of clinging on to dead works. Cling on to religious things. Let go of fear of man. Go toward him who is the resurrection and the life. John 12, 25, Jesus says, anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Isn't that interesting? Jesus said, anyone who hates their life in this world. So we're just, we are not, we're not accepting the life of the world. We are not accepting that. We are not living under that. We are letting go of dead works and going into life. So when the Holy Spirit brings that element of conviction, it's like the Holy Spirit comes and says, okay, it's time to rise up. It's time to rise up out of those thinkings. You know within your spirit. I know you know, and I know you all know this. Like when the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you get that nudge, uh, you know, okay, that, that, that stumbling block in your mind has got to get free. That thing that is limiting you, limiting your thinking, that thing that is bringing you down into a, a depression or oppression, any type of thing that's bothering you, let the Holy Spirit come and say, That's what the conviction is, to say, okay, it's time to change the way you think. It's time to go into this. It's time to rise up out of religion. It's time to rise up out of dead works. Matthew 22, verse 32 says, God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. So it's time to rise. Um, The poet Emily Dickinson says, we never know how high we are until we are called to rise. We never know how high we are until we're called to rise. I want to tell you today, you are called to rise, to get up, to get up out of any dark shadow, any type of stinking thinking of the world. You're made for heaven, made for eternity. You're not made for the earth. You're not made for the world. You're made for the highest level of supernatural life, not for the depths of the earth and of death. So why do you seek the living among the dead? It is not just uh, those things that we try to grapple or hang on to, but there is a renewal of the Spirit of God that comes into you to renew your mind, to renew you into his strength. And we we don't only live in eternal resurrection life, but there is life for the here and now. And so one of those wonderful words that is out of the Hebrew language, is the word shalom. Can you say that with me, shalom? And I really felt like there was a connection that I wanted to just kind of prophesy over you today of the word shalom along with resurrection. Now, if you go to Jerusalem, you go to Israel, and you greet each other, you say hello to each other in the Hebrew language, you say shalom. When you pick up the phone to answer, you say shalom. When you greet someone and when you say goodbye to them, you say shalom. 
So the word is used multiple times. It's because there is uh, so much in that word, so much blessing in that word, so that we walk in the here and now. When we walk in the moments of our life, we operate under shalom. And one of the names of God is Jehovah Shalom. Say shalom. Turn to someone and say shalom to them. Those of you watching online, say shalom to each other. Maybe you want to type it in the comments. Say shalom. Because there's so much more. We use, we use the term peace with shalom, which is true. But it's more than just peace. And this is what the resurrected Savior, our Yeshua, say Yeshua, our Yeshua has done for us. He's brought us into the fullness of this hope. Christ in you. Say Christ in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So with that Jewish custom and word shalom, um, there is a blessing. And I want to read something to you. Uh, someone posted this online, and it's really powerful. And it's called the blessing of shalom. And the words of this uh, really have to do with the meaning of this word shalom. And I want to encourage you, uh, we're not just taking this and just having a great church rah -rah rally about this. I want to encourage you as you go through your week this week, now you might be encountering some real sneaky, sneaky things, some problems, and you might have some people that you're dealing with, some issues you're dealing with. Anybody got anything you're dealing with this week? You can, yes, come on. Anything, any difficult. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be literally your air conditioner, or it could literally be your car, or it could literally be something that you're experiencing that you know, hey, I got to deal with this this week. I mean, I'm in my church right now on Sunday morning. Everything's hunky-dory. But when I get out of this, I got to deal with this situation. Come on. We're not perfect. We got stuff. We got issues to deal with. And I'm telling you this morning, that word shalom is not only speaking peace, but it is unleashing the fullness of the king of glory in your situation, in your life. If there's trouble, if there's difficulty, he has overcome the world. So I want to say shalom to you, and I'm going to bless you today with this. The blessing of shalom, it says, may you be whole in body, soul, and spirit as a result of being in harmony with God's will and God's purpose for your life. May his peace be your covering, your heart to know his fullness. And by his mighty power, may you know victory over every enemy. May he bring to pass the deepest desires of your heart. May you know the healing power of his presence and the restoration of every broken relationship. Through his sufficiency, may every need that you face be met by his limitless resources. May his covenant promises be fulfilled in your life and in your family. May he bring you the greatest measure of contentment and the deepest satisfaction that your heart can possibly know. And all the people said amen to that. I received that. We don't live for the destination of a grave, but we live right now for shalom in resurrection glory, both for here and for eternity. C.S. Lewis said in the book, Mere Christianity, aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. Aim at heaven and you will get earth thrown in. Aim at earth and you will get neither. 
The essence of resurrection hope is that our eyes are fixed on him, Jesus, and we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. So the other question is in verse 32, and, and we can kind of skip ahead a little bit in Luke um, in, this, in this chapter 24. I want to go even further. And then we see another question that is powerful, and it's when um, the guys that are walking on the road to Emmaus, they're despondent, they're sad. Their rabbi, Jesus, was crucified. He was dead. But there was a man that visited these two men and said, wait a minute, what are these things you guys are talking about over here? And they said, the things concerning Jesus. And then they go and go to the village where they're staying. They go together in Emmaus. And Jesus comes to them. He takes the bread. He breaks it. He spends time with them. And he opens their eyes with Scripture and understanding. And then this powerful question. This is a question that they say after being with the resurrected Jesus. You imagine that this is resurrected Lord. All the things that we just talked, all the things that I just said that we talked about, the fullness of him, complete and complete and complete resurrection. This man is spending time, this Lord, Jesus, is spending time with these disciples, with these men. And then they say to another, one another, verse 32, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened up scriptures to us? Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? And I just want to submit to you today that the Lord wants to renew your time with Jesus. The Lord wants to renew your time with Jesus. And yes, we want to have burning hearts. And yes, receive the fire of the Lord. Okay? Receive the Holy Spirit. Okay? Be refilled with fire. Be refilled. Have a rekindling. But I am encouraging you today to re. Um, refresh and reinvigorate your relationship. Reinvigorate your daily walk with Jesus. As we've had the year of engage, we've said this is the year of engagement, to engage with the lover of your soul, Jesus Christ, with the Spirit of God, with the Word of God. In Revelation 2, the church in Ephesus, the thing was the issue with them was that they left their first love. And I want to encourage you to rekindle your relationship with your first love. And it says in Revelation that Jesus has eyes of a flame like fire. You imagine this? This is, this is that Jesus that they're experiencing, that they're not only experiencing. It's Jesus that they are spending time with. His eyes burn like a flame of fire. So the fire of his presence is transferring to those people. If you want a refiring, spend time with him. Spend time in his presence. The watch of the Lord every Friday night is that time for us corporately where we come together and we're spending time with Jesus. And I tell you, even this past Friday, we were together and I just felt so refreshed. I mean, I was up here. We're doing stuff. We're doing work. But I felt so refreshed after the watch on Friday. I felt so encouraged. You know why? Because we're spending time with him who has eyes like a flame of fire. So it's time with Jesus.
So may we all come to the point because of our ongoing relational encounters with Jesus that we are continually burning inside. That there is a true awakening within us, continually burning because of that ongoing time. Ongoing time. And I would just say that if you're seeing that even for your own life right now, you've got obstacles or things that you feel like you're powerless in. If you have areas that look like you have to overcome, but you just lack the power. If you lack the power, I just wanted to say today, be refreshed to spend time with him who will refill you. To get refilled, get refueled, get your batteries charged afresh with the nature and the power of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ. Right now, just receive that. If that's you, just receive that right now. Just receive that within your spirit. I speak a refiring, a rekindling in your heart. I speak a reburning in your spirit to spend time with the Lamb of God. I speak that the Word of God will illuminate in your heart and your spirit like never before because of your relationship with Jesus. I speak that every word of the, every word of the pages of this book will come alive like never before as you spend time with Jesus. I pray and I declare over you that you will have dreams and visions, revelation, like never before. Be refreshed. Be refreshed with power. Be refreshed with Holy Spirit um, glory upon you. And it's a relationship. It's not a system of rules and legalistic uh, things that you must do or things that you have to have. I remember a few years ago, um, I was wrestling with the reality and, you know, even just being here and doing that, I was wrestling with the, the whole thing of, okay, I've got to have an everyday time and I've got to have this discipline and, da, 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 and, you know, just do, 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 do. And I got all that stuff worked up in my brain and, you know, all the performance anxiety was just stirring up and it was just like the Bible was like, oh my goodness, I don't know if I can even do this thing. And then the Lord came. I remember one time I opened up, just literally just quieted my heart and my spirit. And it was like the Lord came. And ever since then, the renewal of the first love came in that moment. Just spending time with Jesus, I just quieted my heart. I received afresh from the Lord. And ever since then, every time I spend, which is every day, but every time I spend with the Word of God and with the Lord, it's Amazing. It's a relationship. So are the scriptures opening up to your heart and mind? Are you praying in the spirit, building up your most holy faith? Are you setting up an atmosphere full of praise, thanksgiving, and faith that welcomes the Lord of glory? And are you madly in love with Jesus? Are you madly in love with Jesus? We sang here is love today, vast as the ocean. We sang about the love of Christ. And it is recounted that when the Welsh revival began, Evan Roberts was the key one that was ministering during that time. When this song began to be started, the Lord hit him. Like the, the presence of the glory of God overcame him. He was weeping. He was interceding. He was uh, spending this moment just before the Lord in complete surrender to him.
And I know the phrase that he used that really sparked the Welsh revival was, bend me, O Lord, which was, take me out of the things of this world, of this system of the world, and bend me to your will and bend me to your way. But the Spirit of God came on him. And then the Spirit of God hit a young girl that was only 18 years old. Her name was Miss Annie Davies. She was a Christian since her childhood. She was trained uh, in her home, and she was taught by her family in her home how to sing, how to sing, how how to use her vocal gifts. And it was in the midst of that that supernaturally, in revival, in this thing in Wales, she stood up. This was lyrics that were written by someone else previous to now. But she stood up, and she began to sing out loud, Here is love, vast as the ocean, loving kindness as the flood. When the prince of life, our ransom, he shed his precious blood, who his love will not remember, who will cease to seek his days, he will ever be us, our glory, throughout heaven's eternal days. And as she sang, she began to weep. She began to cry. And the glory of the presence of God filled the room. The power of the first love came transformed, literally transformed cities for the gospel. Can you imagine bars closing, jails closing because of the power of revival, power of awakening, and not only just the power of revival or awakening or the names that we call it, but it literally is the power of the resurrected Lord coming in and bringing his glory in that place. And then the final question for us, today is this. Later on, Jesus stood in the midst of them. This is in verse 36. As they said these things, as they said the things of our heart, did not our heart burn within us? Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and he said to them, peace be to you, shalom be to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they seen a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Now, you said I said at the beginning that I really felt like there's a lot of troubling in our world right now. There's troubling in our atmosphere. There are lots of doubts. There's lots of doubts about the future. I mean, there's increased rates of opioid and drug addiction, suicide in our young people. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are troubled within their spirit. And it's like the Lord says to us, why are you troubled? Why? Why do doubts arise in your hearts? Why do you carry a lack of faith and unbelief? Don't let doubt and unbelief arise. And that is the tactic of the enemy. It's a tactic of that spirit of the evil one that would want to cause us to be in doubt to cause us to be in unbelief, to rend us powerless, to rend us faithless, because it is faith that pleases God. It's also faith that overcomes the world, even our faith. So we have to resist it. We have to kick it out. We have to reject it. We have to reject unbelief. We have to reject that place of the troubling in our hearts where we don't think the Lord can measure up to that standard, where we don't think the Lord can come in. We have to reject those things. We have to resist the devil and he will flee. But I want to tell you, you cannot resist 
what you embrace. So if you're embracing doubt, if you're embracing unbelief, you have to let go of it. You have to let go of unbelief. You have to let go of doubt. It's like the the man who was troubled about his son in Mark chapter 9 and and Matthew 17. He said, my son, he throws himself into the fire and he's burned. He has epilepsy bad. And he said, but I brought him to your disciples, Jesus, but they could not cast out that evil spirit. They could not cast it out. And Jesus equates it to saying, he says it, to perversion. He says, oh, faithless and perverse generation, what must I do with you people? I gavolt, you know. The rabbi says, what am I going to do with you guys? But Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. Right now, just lift your hands and say, Lord, I believe. That father said, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That says, Jesus, I take all my belief. All my belief, I give it to you, and I also give you all my unbelief. Any unbelief that I have, any doubts that I have, any doubts that I'm just dealing with in my mind, Lord, I just give it to you. I resist the devil. I resist the enemy. Lord, I believe and help my unbelief. Say that with me. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. So right now, just give, if you've got any doubt, any unbelief, just give it to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord. If you've had anything that you've thought that, are those limitations that really you have to give to him, just give it to him. Maybe there's things, strongholds that have been going on for years, decades, months, years, curses, things of the past, things of the enemy, any, or, or just situations in your life. Just give it to the Lord. Just give it to the Lord. Lord, help our unbelief. Lord, illuminate our hearts and lives once again to faith to see you do the miraculous because we know, Lord, that all things are possible with you. We know, O God, that all things are possible with you. You are the resurrection. You are the life. You are the one who breaks strongholds. You're the ones who conquered over principalities and powers in every high place. So, Lord, we thank you today that you are our victory. And we thank you today and surrender unbelief. We surrender doubt. We kick it out today because we know that it is faith that overcomes the world. It is faith that pleases us, God. And that is faith and that nothing will be impossible with you, Lord. So with this final question, I want to read to you what King David said in the Psalms. What, what King David said in, when he was in the time of trouble. And, you know, with there's a troubling, when there's a troubling in your heart, when there's a troubling in your environment, when there's those that are troubled around you, I believe the Lord is literally giving us that same flame of fire that was in the eyes of Jesus that gives us the ability to be able to speak to one another, to be able to see those that are troubled, to be able to have and encounter those that have unbelief, to encounter those that have doubt, to encounter those who have disease, and to release resurrection glory upon them, to release resurrection power upon them. Say, my hands will heal the sick. I will raise up the dead. I will cast out evil spirits. Come on, you have the authority. 
You have the power within you. The eye is a flame of fire. The Lord who has the flame of fire within him is within you. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So I'm going to read this, and then I really felt like the Lord led me to sing uh, a hymn that I'm going to sing in a moment. And Ed's going to put the words of the song on there. And I want you to just receive from the Lord. If there's, any, if there's anything that's doubt or unbelief, any kind of shadow, any kind of thing from the past, those of you watching online, anything that you're struggling with or dealing with, any, anything that you need to kick out, anything that you need to reject today, hope in God, hope in the Lord. His salvation, his power, his presence is here. So King David said this, Psalm uh, 43, verse 5. It says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. So if there's any troubling within you today, if there's anything that is not quiet in your soul, anything that's wrestling in your soul, hope in God, for I will yet praise him. The praise of the Lord will be upon my lips. The thanksgiving of the Lord will be upon my heart. I will set an atmosphere of thanksgiving. I will set an atmosphere of worship all around me. My eyes are on him, and I repent today from dead works. We repent from dead works. We repent from dead works that do not have our eyes fixed on the Lord. We say today that we will fix our eyes on Jesus, our first love. We fix our eyes on the Lamb of God, who is our first love today. And I thank you, Lord, that you are restoring any broken down place, any stronghold in lives today. You are restoring uh, the captives Isaiah 61, there is liberty and freedom to the captives. There's someone in this room or watching online, you have a loved one that's in prison right now, and this message is for them today. This message is for them today. There's someone that you have a loved one that's in jail, that's in prison, that's in a lot of trouble or legal trouble, um, or, or that might be you or in this room. We just, we just declare liberty to the captives today. We declare liberty to the captives. We preach the gospel of liberty and freedom over them right now in the name of Jesus. There's someone that has uh, some type of shadow uh, of the past that, you're, that you are really just disquieted about within you. And as you hope in God, I'm going to declare right now, we declare by faith that that stronghold is coming down. That stronghold is being, there's someone that's trapped in insomnia and just you cannot sleep at night. You are so troubled within you. The Lord is going to restore the power of the first love. Jesus Christ, the flame of fire, is restoring you right now. Just receive. Turn your eyes on him. Turn your eyes on him. Turn your eyes on him. And just receive. And I'm going to sing a hymn. I'm going to sing a song that we don't normally sing the verses for. Um, But I really felt led of the Lord. It just has to do with this message today. Sing these words to you. And you can sing with me in the chorus because you'll know it. And just receive from the Lord. If you want to stand to worship, you can. Or if you just want to sit and just receive from the Lord. The Lord's doing a deep work in your heart. Let him restore you.
Praise the Lord. Just receive from the Lord right now. to a world 
stand up right now. If you have pain right now in your body, any need for the Lord to come in, I just want to, I want us to declare this over those that are in pain, just to receive this. If you have pain in your body, just put your hand right on where the pain is, and I want some of our, uh, just some of you other believers around, just go to them right now. There's some, some in the back, some right here, some in the middle. We're just going to declare this that nothing is impossible for the Lord to come. And I want us to, I want you just to begin to pray over each other. There's some in the back. There's some gentlemen in the back. You can go back there. We're going to just pray that that pain will leave your body right now in the name of Jesus. The pain, every pain, every joint, every muscle that is misaligned, that is in pain right now, we declare the healing glory through the resurrected Lamb of God. We declare healing, the power of healing to come upon you. Come Holy Spirit, release your healing glory. Lord, let the, anything that is dying, any any. I just, I, there's someone that's got numbness in their body, something that it, it feels like it's just, something is just dying off of your body, like some type of numbness or some type of thing that is not functioning correctly. Just lay hands on that right now. Any area that is not functioning right in your body, we declare resurrection glory now. Resurrection glory now over your body. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. We declare that spirit is touching you now. He is awakening dead things. The Lord is healing multiple sclerosis right now. MS. There's a nerve-ending condition the Lord is healing right now. Lord, just come right now in your glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
that word for someone that has a lost loved one or loved one in jail, someone that's addicted to drugs. The Lord is breaking addictions right now. He's breaking addictions right now in the name of Jesus. He's breaking impossible things. He's bringing a great deliverance to the Passover lamb upon you and your family. Just receive that right now. Receive that in your heart, in your body. Receive that for your family. There's someone's grandchild that has some kind of learning disability. Is there anyone here in the room? Grandchild has a learning disability. Raise your hand. If there's someone in this room, anyone that has a learning disability, child, grandchild, just receive that now, those of you watching online. Let the healing glory come. Let the healing glory come with your eyes upon the Lamb. With your eyes upon the Lamb of God. Let glory, let a refiring come. Let revival fire touch your heart right now. Oh, let the eyes of the flame of fire burn within you right now. The power of Jesus, power of the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father to come. to invite our ministry team uh, to come up here to the front. Joey and Ruth and some of our ministry team folks. Uh, Mary, uh, Barry and Roxana, would you guys come and pray as well? And Others on our ministry team, come down here to the front. And what I want to do is I want to give an opportunity not only if you have a need that you'd like prayer for today, but also if you'd like just a refiring refiring of the Holy Ghost to come upon you. You want to recharge your batteries in the power of the Holy Spirit today. We just want our ministry team to pray for you. You can just receive a refiring today. You can receive an empowering, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like further prayer or ministry today. And the rest of you, you'd like to worship with us. We're going to worship the Lord and Jenna's going to lead us and you can as we're ending the service today, we're going to end just to, just to glorify our first love, to worship our first love. And if you need a refiring of that, rekindling of that first love today, I want to encourage you to come and let our ministry team pray for you. If you um, would like to make All Nations Church your, first, your, uh, your home for church, uh, this church body, to join this church body, you can let our ministry team know as well. You can come up and let them know to be a part of our wonderful church body. All right, let's worship the Lord. Those of you that are here, we're going to worship and praise the Lord together. Free. 
testimony of a healing. You, you want to grab the mic right there if you don't mind? Janet, yeah, I just got to switch on it. Yeah. Come on up here, Janet. This will really, I think, encourage you and close those watching online. Janet, show your testimony. What did the Lord do for you? She's moving it. Yay. <laughs> oh, she can go dancing now. Well, let it be. She's going to be dancing in church next week. Dancing in church. You have a Lord touch you? Real quick. Share with us. Robert that came here uh, from uh, Durham, Hillsborough area. feel better. You feel better. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else have any, anybody else receive a touch? Any, any pain leave your body? Anybody else? Kind of rushed with, without sharing testimony. So we want to share the testimony. If you have a testimony, let us know. Email us, call us, tell us, let us know what the Lord is doing in your life. It's touching you. So just receive a blessing. We just we bless you as you go today. Don't forget to come every Friday night. Come this Friday night. Watch of the Lord. This is what we call date night with Jesus. It is time with our first love. And so I encourage you to come. Be with us this coming Friday as we go into the Lord's presence together. Also, wait, we got another testimony? Come on. Diane, why don't you come with her? Come up with her, Diane. Come on now. Come on now. Hallelujah. I have issues with swelling in my hands and my joints ache in my hands. And I hurt to, I can't, usually I can't make a fist most days. My hands swell. They don't hurt right now. So move your hands. So you, you, could, you couldn't move your hands. Couldn't make a fist. Couldn't make a fist. 
And now, you have any pain? Completely gone. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise for that. This is one of the school teachers. One of the school teachers from your school. Yes. Bless you. Bless you. You know what? Why don't, did we get a chance to pray for her with the ministry team? Yeah, some of our ministry team folks. What was your name? Lachelle. Lachelle. Lachelle, bless you. Let's get some of our ministry team come. You guys could surround her and just pray with her. Just give her a fresh Holy Ghost dose, all right? We just want to send you. Go, why don't you go down there and just lay hands on her. Right, those of you here, just stretch your hands towards Lachelle. Lord, we thank you for her. We pray for this school teacher. We pray, Lord, for a refiring of the Holy Spirit to come upon her in the name of Jesus. We say, let the King of glory come into this school in the name of Jesus, into her classroom, into every student. We thank you for the seeds of the gospel. We thank you for the fire of the Lord. We thank you, Lord, for awakening in this school. We pray, Lord, for every seed that was planted. We pray for more. We pray for more souls into the kingdom. We pray for more. And Lord, we pray for signs, wonders, and miracles and the outpouring of your Holy Spirit over her and over this school. In for, Jesus' name. For Lachelle, with your hands that the Lord has touched, I heard him say that it's a sign that the hand of the Lord is upon your life. And as you have strengthened his work and strengthened his work again and again, he will now strengthen you and strengthen your work and everything you put your hand to. And I just declare that the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you and he is anointing you with good news, with good reports, with good words, with good wisdom and direction. So may strength come to you and may the hand of the Lord do mighty things in your life. Glory. Well, we bless you. This is the final ending. I'm going to bless you all. Be blessed. Give each other a hug. Bless each other. We'll see you on Friday night. Be blessed to the Lord. With the youth group, yeah. The youth group.